Hello, 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 hello. This is Fee from The Healing Place. Um, so today's episode is about being unapologetically me. What does that mean? So, you know, it's been a while since I recorded because I wasn't feeling my creative self. And, um, you know, I was still trying to get myself back in the groove after spring break. And then after spring break happened, um, you know, someone stole our our family SUV from our driveway while we slept. So that kind of threw me for a loop. And then more importantly, um, with everything that's been going on in this country, regarding the anti-Asian hate attacks and then another killing of an innocent um, black man. I mean, man, you want to talk about being triggered? I'm being triggered like a lot. So I'm I'm having to de- dig deep within myself to figure out like, what do I talk about? How do I keep um, things moving forward? without being toxic positive. Um, So I'm like, you know, I like talking about, you know, what it means to be unapologetically me. So one of my favorite musicians of all times, uh, oh my God, I've been loving her for forever. Madonna. Say what you want about Madonna, but, you know, that woman... She has managed to just continue to keep you guessing who she's going to be in the next round of music that she produces or whatever. Madonna, she keeps you guessing because you think, you know, you have her figured out and then she throws out another personality. And I've always loved that about Madonna. And I've been a huge Madonna fan for as long as I can remember. I remember just I had a collection of magazines that Madonna was featured in and I had the the encyclopedia of Madonica and you know I had every CD that she had and this was back in the days of human nature and you know when she you know dived into S&M and you know dominatrix you know the whole bit and I was just like I love her because she is this enigma that just continues to change. And just when you think she's, you, you figured her out, she goes and she does something different. And so I take a lot of my cues from the way that Madonna has always been in the public eye. And, you know, I, I just love what she brings to the table. And, you know, if there was ever someone that was a feminist and in the realm in which I could appreciate, it would definitely be Madonna. So what does it mean to be unapologetically me? Excuse me, um, I had a glass of wine, so just bear with me here. But what does it mean to be unapologetically me? Well, that means first and foremost, you know, you don't give a shit about people's opinions of, about you. Because if I had a dollar for every opinion that somebody had about me, whether it was positively or negatively, um, I'd be a multi-billionaires, you know? So you have to learn to pick and choose whose opinions you allow to have an influence on what you do, you know, cause at the end of the day, you, you should be in control of your own destiny. It shouldn't be somebody else's opinion dictating how and when you should move. So, um, 
I just stopped really caring about how people felt about me because, you know, yeah, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Some people would go so far as to say I'm pretty aggressive and, you know, I can be like in your face. Well, if you rub me the wrong way, then, yeah, that's what you get. But most of the time, I just want to feel like I belong. I want to feel like that, you know, I have something to contribute to somebody's life in some fashion or another that makes people realize or feel like, you know what, she'd be a good friend. Um, I've learned to be comfortable in my own skin. That's another unapologetically trait about me. Because, um, you know, sometimes I stutter. And, you know, if I have a glass of wine or two, too many, you'll start to see that that speech impediment comes forward. Um, And so I, I learned to just not worry about that and just do the absolute best that I can. And hopefully people don't realize or think that I'm trying to make a fool of myself because I really am not. It's just something that I deal with. And most people would never believe that I had a speech impediment. Um, But more importantly, I've learned to be very, very comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, I've got these childhood traumas that always comes back to somehow screw my fucking life up in some fashion or another, whether it's relationships with men or relationships, you know, friendships or relationships with my children or my family, whatever. It always comes back to just throw a little link in a chain. And it's like, you know, just when I think I got everything figured out, it's like, oh, here we go. We got to go through this BS, but you know, whatever. I feel like that that doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. And that's the reason why I'm still on top. Um, I've learned to be comfortable with speaking my truth. Whatever it is, you know, and this goes into, so earlier today, I was in a room where they talked about toxic positive. And, you know, and I had to think about that for a minute because I'm like, well, you know, what exactly does that mean? And so, you know, the way I see it, it's like it's being passive aggressive all in one sentence. So someone says, oh, you know, somebody stole my truck. You know, and then their response is, oh, you should be just thankful that it was just your truck. Well, we already know that, numb nuts. We don't need you to reiterate it to us. But, you know, it'd be nice to just have some compassion and empathy. I mean, you know, that goes a long way. And so um, I was thinking about that. And, you know, and I remember, you know, when I first started coming forward and just telling my story, like the unadulterated story, the raw, exposed, you know, the stuff that you just don't want to talk about. Um, When I first started coming forward and speaking that way, you know, I don't think it was necessarily caught. It was caught or listened in the manner in which I wanted it to be. I, you know, but then I also realized too, that I had to do what I like to call a purge. If, I'm not creating value in your life and you're not creating value in my life. Guess what? We're not creating value in each other's life and it's time to go. So then I I realized, you know, who were really the people that were supposed to be in my lifeboat versus, oh, they'll be in a sideline cheering for me, but cheering and hoping that at some point I'd fall flat on my face. And so, um, you know, I also say the things that most people 
don't necessarily, in my opinion, no offense, they don't have the cojones to say. If I see something that's not right or someone's being treated unfairly, you know, I'm not trying to get a video of it. I'm trying to get all in your face about it. And, you know, you know, some people say, yeah, maybe you probably shouldn't have said it that way. Or, you know, maybe you could have used this tone. And it's like, well, you know, if I did that every single moment of my life, then I'd realize that that's not really self-fulfilling to me because I should be able to be who I am and the right people will be attracted to what I have to say. And so um, I don't really sugarcoat things. I tell it the way it is. You know, I try to be as encouraging as much as possible. But if you're doing something to sabotage your own life, I'm going to tell you that. And you may not want to hear that. Um, you know, but the flip side of being unapologetically me is that when you come to me in need and you genuinely just want somebody to just be on the other end of the phone to let you purge all the stuff that you've gone through. That's me. I'll sit there on the phone with you for hours if necessary. And every now and then I'll say, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You're right. Just to let you know that I'm still there, but I'm paying attention because I want to give you my undivided attention. And if you ever have something that you can't really tell your family members or those closest to you because for fear of judgment, again, I'm that person. You can tell me any and everything because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't judge people because we all have a story. Some just tend to be a bit more tragic than others. So instead of passing judgment, I listen and try to develop an understanding. But then more importantly, what can I do to help? Because I'm an empath. I mean, the minute somebody tells me what they're, they're going through, what they have gone through, I immediately feel that, oh my gosh, because I'm a mental healer and I feel people's emotions. And because I'm an empath, man, I take on so many people's emotions every single day. And, you know, that's another thing about me that is, that makes me feel like it's, I'm unapologetically me is I know when to take time out for myself because I'm an empath. And because I'm an energy reader and healer, you know, I have to take time out for myself because you think about everybody's energy that you're absorbing as you're listening and you're being a part of a conversation. And then you try to mix that all into your own energy. And I mean, it'll take you on a roller coaster ride that you're not ready to deal with. And so, you know, I have to take time out for myself and go and do whatever it is that I feel like I need to do walk around my house, you know, blare my music loud, have a glass of Bellini or um, a press alcohol seltzer in my hand or, you know, a chai tea if necessary. But, you know, I take that time necessary for me because it's my way of, as I like to call it, refilling my love tank. So I always start the day with my love tank overfilling. And so I go and... I give it out to each and every person I come into contact with. And, you know, before I go to bed at night, I make sure that I take that time necessary for me 
to replenish that love tank so that when I wake up the next morning, I'm good to go. And, you know, that's another good trait to have if you're unapologetically me. You know when to say no. You know when to say, oh, you know, I wanted to invite you to this gathering and, you know, I want you to be there. And you just know how to say, you know what, thank you for the uh, invitation, but I'm going to have to decline. I'd love to send a a gift or a bottle of wine or something really special um, to the house for the occasion, but I'm going to have to decline. I need to take some time out for myself. And if you have really good, true friends, they'll get it. They'll go, you know what? Go do you. And if you don't, then it's time for you to make some moves and find people that are equally yoked that gets it. So, you know, those are just some tips that I have to share. You know, and if you have a a fur baby at home like myself, um, that's another way to be unapologetically you. Time video. Because my kid, my, my puppy, sorry, my phone is vibrating. Um, I, that's another way that I just tap out. I go spend some time playing with her and enjoying, you know, the time that I have with her because she's a, she's a puppy. She's only eight months old. Most of the time she spends on my lap sleeping um, because she's my, my emotional support dog. I have PTSD. Um, I have anxiety disorder. And uh, so sometimes she noticed when I get a little aggro or my mood changes. And so she, she, she showers me with a, just a little bit more love. So she's, a, she's an arm baby for sure. So she's sitting here on my lap right now in her puppy sling and she's passed out. You would think that she had ran a marathon. This dog hasn't done anything. But anyhow, I just wanted to share those quick, helpful tips with you with, um, you know, this in mind. You know, not everybody is going to like you. Not everybody is going to appreciate you. Not everybody is going to welcome you. But you can't worry about everybody. Just worry about those that, that tend to orbit you or that you, you're developing new friendships with. And, you know, if, there's, if you question the validity of those relationships, or the, the honesty and the truthfulness of them, then you need to move. If not, welcome those people into your tribe because before long, you, you'll be surrounded by so many like-minded people that when you get to my age, which I'm not that old, I'm only 45, um, you just reach a level of freedom that most people haven't obtained and that you could say anything you want about me. I don't care because your opinion does not matter. It does nothing to change my life, to impact my life, to affect my life, do anything. So I don't worry about people's opinions. The only opinions that I worry about that are closest to my heart are those of my children and my spouse, because those are the relationships that I've cherished the most. Oh, and my mother-in-law. Oh my God, I love my mother-in-law. I hope someday that I can grow up to be like her, like have her money or whatever, but, or just be, you know, because she's such a kind person. And, you know, I, I just, I love my mother-in-law. She's so sweet. She's the hostess with the mostest. And, um, yeah, I just love her energy. And so I just want to be like my mother-in-law. Anyhow, um, I'm just going to leave you with that note. 
And just remember, and I've said this before in a few of my podcasts, that you are the most important person in your life. Before you can take care of anyone or anything, you must take care of yourself. I'm Fee. Thank you for tuning into The Healing Place, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Take care.